Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hmm. <clears throat>
Uh, hi, is this um is Josh Foster at this number? Um, let me see if I can track him down. He works in the other building. Okay. So, um, I can definitely call him to see if he's over there. Who's this? This is Kevin Davis. He is um going to do an interview with me about um Adonai for newreleasetoday.com. Okay, let me uh, see if he's available next door. Hold on one second. Thanks. Hello, Josh. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm actually on uh, my cell phone calling you, and I'm about to hang up at your office. Um, so if you get somebody trying to track you down, you can let them know you're on the phone with me. <laughs> huh, okay. Yeah, I had a uh, 401-232-5200. I guess that's like your office number. Oh, yeah. And I was just making sure you knew I was ready to go. So how are yeah. you? Nice to meet you. Good. Awesome. It's great to be talking to you. Yeah, well, you too. Well, thanks for uh, your great new record. Um, I was just on the YouTube channel kind of looking at some of the different um, videos from the conference and found the lyric video for this song. And, uh, yeah, I've been blessed. And actually very um, cool connection is I spoke with Aaron uh, about a song from his worship record uh, for the same devotional series a couple months back. So it's kind of cool to see how he's, you know, getting more involved in that uh, genre of music now and how that um, is really just getting to introduce more and more people to um, the fact that, you know, there are all different um, musical preferences who can be brought into the presence of the Lord. And I think, you know, that's my testimony. Um, Just so to briefly share that before we get started. Um, The reason we're talking today is um, back in the mid-90s. Um, I wasn't saved. I was a secular DJ, um, had kind of a works-based faith, um, but not really a biblical faith. Right. And um, I heard the first Jars of Clay record, uh, in particular Flood, uh, on MTV, and uh, huh. basically bought the record because I liked their sound. thought they had yeah. a cool kind of alt-rock. Actually, I loved uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket at the time, um, and thought they sounded like a similar kind of band. And then I actually started hearing the gospel um, in wow. those songs. So songs like Liquid, Love Song for a Savior, World Depart, just absolutely yeah. made me seek out the truth uh, behind those songs. And I found yeah. that in opening my Bible for the first time and then really investigating what those lyrics were about, those prayers were about, um, uh, yeah. it caused me to actually have a Jesus Alone faith. And uh, I credit an actual... CD where the um, artist gave their testimony and invited me to say the sinner's prayer um, as what led me to Christ. So wow. fast forward um, into the 2000s, um, new release t- Tuesday originally, we launched in um, 2006 was sort of our big launch. And I uh-huh. was the, one of the first 100 writers for the site um, and contacted the site owner, Kevin McNeese, about uh starting to write uh, uh, reviews and then eventually uh, this devotional series. And that started in 2007. And uh, now I'm up to 400 and – no, I'm sorry, 636 wow. song devotionals I've gotten to wow. feature over the last 
uh, eight years now. So, uh, yeah, so what's been cool about that is the blessing of basically getting get to give back um, right. the gift I was given through, you know, the uh, hearing biblical truth in Christian music and then getting to point people to where they can find that truth in the word uh, yeah. and how to prayerfully submit to um, the Lord themselves personally. And uh, yeah. it's been a blessing and uh, it's great that we're partnering with you guys about this release and would love to learn a little bit more from you, the songwriting story and scripture connected with Adonai. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to our music and, and for such great feedback on it. It's pretty cool to hear your testimony and how, uh, essentially, a, a a Christian album was the first real tangible connection where you felt God calling you deeper. That's pretty cool. And I feel like uh, with our music, and I feel like really, hopefully, the goal of any genuine Christian artist is that their music would be that same avenue, you know? Mm. So that's, yeah. just, that's pretty cool to hear. And it was great to work with uh, Aaron on this CD, too. It's cool that you're just talking to him because we got the chance to work with him on this album and it was uh, really cool. Learned a lot from him in the process, uh, but great having him as a friend too. When Aaron Gillespie, uh, when he left Under Oath and started kind of his ministry and his speaking, maybe even for the first time, our church was actually the first church that he ever came to and spoke at. Um, Mm. And I think that was in 2008 or nine. So it's pretty cool to now then he's like family to us. So to have him on this album, uh, meant a lot to us, not just because of who he is musically, uh, even though he is phenomenal and incredibly anointed as a worship leader, but, um, you know, just that he's so close to us and to have him on this project was really special. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, are we talking about Adonai today? Yeah, um, in kind of asking about the project uh, and what you thought would be a good song to feature, that was the feedback I had gotten. And I agree, actually, now having listened to the record fully, um, I guess now three times through. Um, you know, wow. of course, I was familiar with some of the songs I've actually written about <laughs> a couple of yeah. the tracks, so that's pretty cool, too. Um, cool. Uh, I've written about Forever, just so you know, I've spoken with actually both Brian and John Johnson and Carrie Job about the song. Um, wow. and, and then I also got to speak with Joel Houston about Scandal of Grace. So, yeah, uh, so I, I have some pretty good context on why those oh, songs speak to you, <laughs> yeah, uh, because so. they speak to me as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from, from your album, um, this being, a a new worship chorus, being the closing track, being the title track, I felt this would be a good way to kind of represent your guys' heart and your ministry. Totally. Yeah. That song, Adonai for us, is really a song that, um, you know, we feel is very special to us. And that song came out of uh, a prayer meeting we had at our church. And uh, another person in our band, uh, Izzy, she started just singing the chorus, you know, and as it started to be sung in a prayer service, just, you know, spontaneously, it began to really resonate with the church, but also it began to strike me, and I thought, you know, like, okay, tonight we got to do something about this. Um, so I pulled out my phone, and, you know, I wasn't on the stage at the time. There was another band uh, from our worship team up there, but I pulled out my phone and started to record it. Um, and that night went home, uh, sat in my basement, opened up, the Bible to 
the book of Revelation because just as the chorus was being sung and being sung and hallelujah, holy, holy, as those lyrics were being sung, uh, I just felt that connection to in the book of Revelation where uh, John sees the living creatures and the, you know, the elders surrounding the throne in heaven. Uh, and so I opened my Bible to chapter four and I just kind of was Revelation chapter four and I was just trying to get a feel for, okay, this is what we were singing, but maybe if we set this up, what does that look like? So what is the worship in heaven that I felt mm. like, man, we just connected with? What does that look like? So the verses talk all about, uh, you know, a sea of glass surrounding the throne and, and there's mm-hmm. crystal and there's jewel. Uh, I really just opened up Revelation and I pulled out the words and the imagery and put a melody to it. Um, and it happened pretty quickly. For me, as a songwriter, uh, that was the quickest I had ever written a song, but also I think in the same turn it was um, something that I would be the most proud of, but I really think that that's God because something that was that profound, uh, something that melodic, and that I think God breathed came in such a quick amount of time. I mean, I wrote, I went home and wrote the verses and the pre-chorus in probably an hour and a half, which any songwriter knows that's not always the case. Right. Um, but so I brought it to the band that next week, our team, and we all write together. Uh, and so I said, hey, guys, here's what I have. I was thinking about what we were singing in prayer last week, and I really feel like, you know, we could go somewhere with this. This is a song that I think needs to be heard. Um, and so we sat down. We locked ourselves in a room, <laughs> opened our Bibles, uh, and we spent another seven hours just reading and praying and worshiping. Um, and through that, we kind of developed a bridge that kind of talks about the coming, you know, of of, of Jesus again. Um, you know, and so, but originally, probably five, no, not five, more like 15, 20 years ago, uh, the worship minister in our church, and this was long before I was even here, put out a song about the second coming of uh, Jesus. Mm. But we kind of thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we tied in this song that's a big part of our church and the roots of our church, what if we brought that back in this? And it seemed appropriate. You know, we were talking about heaven, the worship in the heavens and what what it looks like to be there. But then we thought we talked about, let's talk about him coming again, what that is. Mm. Um, you know, so, I mean, we we stayed in that room and just worshiped with the song and opened our Bibles. And eight hours later that day, we didn't leave, we didn't move. But at the end of the day, uh, we put the bridge together and we came with the whole song uh, since then, it was a pretty easy songwriting process, but that's why we always say to each other, you know, it had to have been God. This song, mm. like I joke, like that song to me personally, with what it says and how it speaks, but also how simple it was to write, it's almost like it was God's gift to us. Like we hardly wrote it. We just kind of listened to what was going on, opened our Bibles, and God gave us something that we really think, uh, or we've seen, I could say, has blessed our church, people who have worshipped to it with us. And so. Uh, that's, that's the awesome. main kind of backdrop behind the song. Well, and you do both capture, because um, I have Revelation 4, 2 to 8 up right now in front of me. And, yeah, I mean, you capture some of those images that we have. I mean, we only have so many descriptions of heaven in right. the Word, and this is one of them. And True. this whole idea of... Um, a rainbow around the throne, that just kind of blows your mind, right? Uh, <laughs> in appearance like an emerald, um, and around the throne, 24 thrones. On the thrones, 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, 
crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. And before the throne, and I love this image too, a sea of glass like crystal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, clearly that's um, captured in that uh, verse in the song about sea of glass spread before us, crystal surrounding the throne. His glory revealed as we long for more, bowing low, we worship the Lord. That's uh, That verse is really awesome because yeah. it's giving me a foretaste of heaven. And I think that's part right. of what I love. And then, of course, leading into and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures. They do not rest day or night say, um, saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And yeah, so in a way, this is a fresh new chorus um, in a lot of ways similar to what we sing in Revelation song, which as you know, has really connected with the church. And I have had the privilege to speak with Jenny Lee Riddle about that song. And it was really cool to learn her um, inspiration because it's similar to what you talked about. It was more Mm -hmm. like a download download from God. You know, it was not... It was not how do I write a hit worship song, you know, or how do I write a chorus that's easy to sing for my congregation or that right. I get played on radio. You know, clearly I can tell what your intent behind it um, mm-hmm. was much more organic than that, which was, yeah. um, you know, I feel I feel led um, to sing about him coming again and us being there with him. And Absolutely. what's kind of cool for me is, of course, Adonai is the Hebrew word, a Hebrew word for God. And right. that's kind of cool, too. So how would you come to choose that particular word uh, as, well, the, as the title for this song and, and you know, as, a, as a, a way to sing to God? Yeah, well, totally. We were, when we were writing, um, so we had, I came to the band with the verses and the pre-choruses and all the, the chord arrangements that, you know, we ended up keeping, but we had already had the chorus. So when we got together, we were mainly working on the bridge and when we were just working with it and we were saying, you know, let's sing about when he comes again. Uh, and so I think we were, we were trying to come up with what, how do we end this bridge that's powerful and that's something that's real. Um, and Aaron, one of the guys in our band, he, he said, well, what if we, what if we use the name Adonai? Uh, mm-hmm. And it made me think of like the uh, like the Paul Balash song "Praise Adonai." Hmm. And, you yeah, know, yeah. Honest, truthfully, a name for God that I haven't heard in at least worship music to Christian in in quite a while. You know. Agreed. And so we looked it up, and we were going through, it, and actually, the name Adonai ended up being perfect for what what I think the heart cry of this song was, because the name Adonai uh, for God in the Hebrew uh, means my Lord and my Master, and What's cool about it is that the using the name Adonai for God demands uh, the user's total submission, you know, mm. so total surrender. Uh, and I think that when we're talking about he's coming again uh, and he's crowned in righteousness, when we call him Adonai, it's this, it's this final closing way of saying he is greater and we're going to bow, you know, and we submit. And, uh, you know, I've read many, uh, you know, narratives and commentaries on the name, and it really does, as you say, my Lord, my Master, Adonai, it demands your total submission, total surrender. Uh, And what's kind of powerful, I think, about that, as we've seen it sung in our church and uh, as we've played it at conferences, uh, as it's sung, whether or not you know it, singing that from your heart 
and with that depth behind those words, it puts you in a place of surrender and submission where God just comes and he moves over it. Uh, and so it's pretty special. But we chose that word to kind of seal it and say, uh, he's crowned in righteousness, he's the Lord of glory, he's coming, and he's our master, and we submit, and we surrender. And it's that, that worshipful but declaration uh, that I think makes that tag so powerful in it. Hmm. Agreed. And thank you for that um, description, because that's something I kind of want to talk about in in writing about the song. And, and interestingly, you'll be glad to know this, because I think one of the things that can be hard, um, and I've noticed this in all my conversations over the years, in writing a new worship song for the church, and we are actually asked to do it, so that's the cool thing. Um, right. you, you know, we're told throughout Scripture to sing a new song to, unto the Lord, uh, and that He delights in our praises and and these types of biblical precepts. Yeah. And I did just um, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but it sounds like based on your taste in music, you might enjoy it. Um, Derek Johnson has a new um, album. He's in the he's on the Jesus Culture. Team. Oh yeah, yeah, I love Derek. Um, I love his music. Yeah, so if you check out his new um, record, it's called Real Love, and he has a track on there called The One We Love. And in the, in it, the hook of the song is um, a thousand songs and a thousand praises could not live high, could not lift high enough the name of Jesus. And, yeah. And as I've heard your songs on this record, I feel like it's definitely a song I could hear you guys singing as well. Um, yeah. But as I reflected on that, I'm like, I was writing about that song as like my 633rd song that I had written about. And I kept thinking, yeah, I could write a thousand of these and I I may, you know, there are at least a thousand different ways to lift high the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so in that many editions of doing these, for this to be the first time the word Adonai is part of yeah. a song I'm writing about is kind of a cool partnership because yeah. it goes along with what you said, which is you hadn't heard it that often. You know, it means when you utter it that you're saying, you know, my Lord and my master. And I think that's a great devotional challenge because I feel like that's really what the theme clearly is of these songs. Um, right. Uh, you know, from the Hillsong Young and Free track, um, from Scandal of Grace, you know, uh, Jesus paid it all, obviously, um, very much, um, once you sort of submit to the truth of that song, you're acknowledging he's, you know, he served you. Yeah. And now our job is, as believers, in turn, is to serve him uh, and to serve others uh, in right. his name. And, uh, yeah, what would you like people to take away um, from your guys' overall music ministry, from this song, um, you know, and kind of how could I share a little bit of... Um, you know, some of the, the band's uh, heart for this album, yeah. uh, sort of in closing. Yeah, well, I, I would say, you know, with the song Adonai and with our whole album, um, really, I think something that is important for us uh, is striving to write worship music that is genuine, but that, uh, and I, I hope I can say this the right way, but I think that a lot of times... Um, we get caught up in singing too much about ourselves. And I know that there's mm. a place for that. And there's even a way that you can do it in the way that you're singing uh, about who I am, but who I am because of Jesus. And I think there's a great place for that. And that ministers to people. Uh, but something that 
uh, is really within the roots of our church and then with the within the heart of our worship ministry uh, is just songs that are you know exaltation songs that put God in His place where He belongs, ascribing you know all glory, all honor, all power, you know to the name of Jesus. Um, and so when even in our church services, and I'm the director of our worship ministry, so when we're looking for songs or uh, when I'm crafting a worship set or putting anything together like that. That's kind of what we're always looking for is, uh, is this song really exalt? That's what, that's kind of what we're going for. And so with the song Adonai, uh, it really is a song that, you know, we hope takes people to a deep place of worship. Uh, and really, like I can just imagine the worship before the throne of God in heaven, that it is mm-hmm. just something that we can't even comprehend. But I hope that, uh, you know, the way the verses set up the chorus and, it's this picture of heaven. I hope that, you know, as we sing it, we do realize there's something much bigger going on here that we're a part of. Uh, and it's not just us and in our, in our small uh, frame of thinking and in our day-to-day, but we see and we can even sing and look in Scripture about the worship that's going on around the throne room of heaven and that this God that is being worshipped uh, loves us, but that he's coming again. You know, and so that it's something that really puts into perspective as we sing it, oh, man, I am so small, and God is massive. Uh, you know, and so mm-hmm. I, he gave everything for me. He is worthy of glory. You know, I owe him my life. I owe him my everything. I owe him all the glory, all the fame. You know, so the song is, for me, I think, and for us, a perspective thing. You know, where as it's sung, I hope that, you know, our perspective is aligned with, you know, maybe we've been too self focused or maybe we've been too stuck in the day-to-day and and Christianity or worship has become a routine. But as this is sung and as we worship in this song, that we can see and sense there's something much bigger that we're a part of. And when we sing this song and God's presence really comes and rests on it in a service, you know, you really do feel there's something much greater that God is doing here than just maybe what I see sometimes. That's awesome, and that's that's exactly the kind of uh, purpose um, I have for what I'm doing as well. So I, I really love when we can partner in that way, uh, yeah, and totally. have people and have people think about um, the intentionality uh, of what they're doing, um, right. and then also living out a daily biblical lifestyle as opposed to just a, a segmented because <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing I'm seeing in the, in sort of this um, Western American Christianity is that there's definitely people I encounter who through their blending in um, aren't standing out enough for me to even know that they're a believer. And, right. and I'm not suggesting they have to proselytize it. They don't even have to preach, but there's something they can, some things they can do to live out biblical truth. And a lot of that comes from being fueled by a daily washing in the word. For me, it's also a daily washing in worship. So one of my commitments since I've been saved is I spend time in the word and I spend time worshiping him to start every single day. And I have found flowing out of that, I can encounter, you know, the messiness and distractions of life with more of a biblical framework because I have the Lord's word in my mind and in, on my lips and in my heart. And, oh, yeah. and what I like is your record is helping equip people um, to do that. And, 
you know, obviously, as we mentioned, featuring Aaron and, and him being, uh, you know, like a member of your church at this point, um, it just even further helps spread that good news because there are a lot of people who maybe liked Under Oath who maybe were not living out a biblical lifestyle or maybe who know um, of him or know of his style of ministry, which I think maybe reaches a um, – people who are fans of alt rock, frankly, uh, yeah, which, is really, which, which is me as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I think it's hitting on all those cylinders and uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of keep soaking in uh, the record. Um, I do have a, I think I copied you in on my upcoming schedule. So I do have these done through like um, early September, but I'm going to write about your song. I think in early August was my plan. So in roughly two weeks from now, um, I plan, I plan to get this up on the website and naturally I'll send it back your way. If you guys want to reshare it. Um, and I'll try to make sure we loop Aaron in too. I'd love to see him, uh, uh, send it out to his followers. Cause I think that would be a great way to really make sure, you know, people can connect with what you guys are doing. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. And it sounds like down the line we can have more of these discussions. Um, but thanks for uh, taking some time out and sharing with me about that and I. Yeah, thank you, man. We're all about it. And, you know, just really writing the songs, writing songs that equip the church and help people. Um, so, yeah, we're glad to share it. And I'm so glad that uh, it's been blessing you and hopefully, you know, countless others as well. Mm, well, yes, for sure. And uh, I will do what I can to help. Spread the good news. That's actually one of my favorite parts uh, as a follow-up to this discussion is just really helping um, give a third-party take um, yeah. on kind of what I'm hearing and how it fits into some of my favorite worship songs of the year. And, yeah, you'll actually see I read editorials and, and lists um, of my favorites. Uh, and, and we make playlists, too. So I'm going to be submitting this as one of my July uh, songs for our upcoming playlist. So I'll make sure I let you know when that kind of stuff goes live. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. And uh, all the best to you and God bless. And I will be keeping you and your team in prayer. Thanks, man. You too. Take care. All right. Thanks. All right. Talk to you again. All right. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.